welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Hearth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 10, Do At Us. I mean, I guess I just don't know what to say to like start the conversation off. Like that makes me feel like we're overanalyzing this a little bit. That's probably true. We probably don't need to to worry about it too much. Yeah. I think we can just kind of like lean into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Part of the beauty of this show to me, and it's something that like people, a couple people have asked me, which given like how big our listening party is, which, you know, is in All 70 something of you. Right. Exactly. Which is very lovely. But in comparison to the world population, a rather small percentage. Yeah. People have asked me like, so do you guys talk about what you're going to ask each other before you start recording? Yeah. And I'm like, unless it's very emotional, possibly, no. Um, Like, I have asked you for permission to at some point ask you about writing. Right. And then, like, the dog show episode, (laughs) you asked me that day because that happened to be the day of, like, my last dog show. Yeah. Like, really. Um, And it was still very fresh. So. Yeah, with with very rare exception, do we do any of this planned, which is the thing that I think one of the things that I like a lot about this format, um, because it really like it does give me a chance to genuinely get to know you better. Right. Like I had suggested it early on mm-hmm. of like, maybe we just prep like we know going into it. Mm-hmm. So because I know one of my struggles just in general is kind of like articulating exactly how I feel about something, like getting my thoughts out into the world in a way that is eloquent and understandable. Like my brain is constantly just like cycling through different thoughts and it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to put them out in a way that I feel makes sense. Sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like I just kind of go into a rambling avalanche I so rarely experience that with you. Yeah, weird. And I don't think any of our conversations are scripted. Right. right. Unless you're a time traveler. Perhaps. And you like know what I'm going to ask And you. I'm just also a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, super really good. Just play it off. I mean, we do have this running joke that my mom is paying you to be like my friend and then my boyfriend. Yes. Um, which, if that's true, thanks, mom. It's the long con. It's the the Russians infiltrating the U.S. government Ooh, I don't via know. Donald Trump. Oh, you're comparing. You're comparing it. I was like, my mother is very adamantly opposed to Russian involvement. <laughs> yeah, so that would any, also be a con, as any decent human being would be. Right, right. But the analogy stands. I think it does. At first, I thought you were saying like it had something to do with Russian involvement. And I was like, this yep. is too big. <laughs> Putin is paying me off to be your friend. And my then mother your is partner. a Russian spy. Yep. So, but yeah, so that was something that I suggested just because there was a, I think there was a safety net built in there. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. I, maybe this is the way that we do this so that we do have some time to just kind of like at the very least outline what we want to say. Yeah. However, I do agree. And just like based on your immediate response to that was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's the best way to go. Like, oh, yeah, I will script I, things. I will. I will work exactly. until I know how I want to say it. 
and then I'll have then my my attention is on being sure that I prime myself for the right moment to say those words uh-huh. in that order, um, as opposed to really actively listening yeah. and participating. So for me, the scripting is something that. Like one of the reasons why you have rehearsals in a theatrical setting is because you have to one, memorize the script, mm-hmm. and then two, get over having memorized the script. Exactly. You have to get over that. Like you still have to say those words. And especially when it's like something metered like Shakespeare or Moliere, like you have to say the words in that order, but you have to get over having them scripted in your head and you have to make them organic. And so for me, the idea of even outlining stuff ends up being more work in the long run than perhaps feeling a little clumsy. Right. Um, And I think like in the process of outlining and scripting something out, you're just being like in the context of the show, you would just be going into it trying to be thoughtful Mm -hmm. and authentic about like, okay, like how do I actually feel about this? But I think it would come off as inauthentic in just kind of like going through the bullets where it like right. the conversation is far more interesting ultimately i think when we can just kind of riff yeah that's and far more fun agreed um i this this i mean like and excuse me for saying this but this conversation feels a little like masturbatory in a way because we're on the podcast talking about the <laughs> podcast you know what i mean like it feels a little self-indulgent sure um but i have to say that like in this being my first venture in this medium that to me, I think, is one of the challenges and something that's really interesting and can be really rewarding mm-hmm. is when those conversations just like are naturally moving along, naturally, hopefully engaging um, and and interesting. Yeah. Um, for me as a participant, I find them interesting. And I certainly hope as a listener, they're interesting. Um, yeah, let us know. With, no, but open. like serious, but to be <laughs> to be serious, like if you have any feedback, constructive, positive or otherwise, yep. we are both people who like to hear that kind of stuff and oh, like yeah. to grow. Um, so please at us. Uh, yeah, do at us. Do at us. Do, do at, at us. It. Do at us. Do at us. Do at us. I think that should be the title of the show. Was, do at I us. Was, yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. Actually, you know what? Just for funsies, I'm going to write that one down. Do at us. There we go. Um, yay. You want to know another fun fact? Yeah, I do. Episode 10. Oh, We've congratu- done 10 of these. Congratulations. 10 full episodes, 11 with the intro. Well, yeah, but the intro is a little snippet. A little snippet. Little that's s- why it's 10 full episodes. Right. I think that's the milestone. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that you congratulated me. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're, or part yourself. Of, you're part of this. I was, oh, oh, congratulations, Katie. No, I was congratulating you. <laughs> You've kept this thing moving for sure. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the time it's you going, we should really go record. Like, you want to go record? We should go record. Like, there's a part of me that like, and this is a habit that I just fall back on where it's like I start something mm-hmm. and get really excited about it. And then when I'm doing the thing, the, some of the novelty wears off where I'm like, I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm not going to be totally disappointed if we just don't record for four weeks. Like, Interesting. But you're yeah. the one that I think is just like kind of like, I like routine. anchoring the, the show. <laughs> yeah. And building in that routine. And it's making it like, I'm not regretting this at all. Okay. Because for a second there, I no, was no, like, no. oh, no. Am I no, pushing no. you too No much? regret. It's more that like, if left to my own devices, mm-hmm. I would find something else to take my attention. 
Interesting. Oh, so like this is a very interesting conversation. So there is um and maybe I can like publish this quiz. Um, but I recently with my team took an abbreviated quiz about grit mm-hmm. because um there I think like perseverance is something that like is really essential in order to be successful in anything that you do. Um, like you do have to have that dedication and that grit. Um, and this like and it's just a really interesting way to kind of take a look at like, are you a person who get like who really frequently likes to change what you're working on? You move from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing. And like that can be something that is both admirable but also indicative of not having a lot of grit. Um, that kind of sticking with the same things and like keep like you keep developing those things, you keep moving with them um is an aspect of like that kind of perseverance. Mm. Um, and it just is an, it's, it's neither like good nor bad, right? Like, it's just an interesting take on oneself that like I hadn't considered before. Um, and I would, that's like a, a challenge that I have for myself this year is, is to further develop my grit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I would say that by and large, I am somebody who is happiest when I get to do new things frequently. Mm-hmm. And so the only uh, like I'd say the only thing that's really held my attention for the longest time that isn't like just a general sort of like passive hobby like playing a video game mm-hmm. I would say that writing my website for a long time mm-hmm. I was really devoted to it yeah but for the most part I come up with these ideas I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna obsess about this for three weeks and then I'll move on to something else yeah so but but that's it's something that like from my vantage point, you are a person who has resilience in ways that I do not. And I think about that specifically with video games. Truly. So about a week ago, you were like, hey, I really want you to play Portal. Because I had never played it before. I'd never watched anybody play it before. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started playing it. And I was like, okay, this is fun pro- like puzzle solving. And then the androids, like what are they called? The little oh the turrets the turrets yeah yeah the turrets showed up and I hated it yeah <laughs> but I got through the first yeah. round of the turrets and like you gave me some pointers but I did not find the like gameplay dialogue engaging or funny at all yeah because I was so concentrated and focused on those problems like solving the problem and like when I would see repeats of kind of the same gimmicks I would kind of like roll my eyes and just be like again like I have to do this again. And then we came upon a more turret-occupied area, mm-hmm. and I just said, I'm done now. I don't want to play this anymore because, like, I knew what it was going to be like, and I just didn't want to do it. Um, you, however, last weekend discovered a new game for you that involves snowboarding and skiing and wingsuit. It's like extreme winter sports. The game's called Steep. Okay. Steep. Steep. And you encountered this part of this mountain where you repeatedly like pummel like pummeled to your death pummeled catapulted <laughs> pummeled you were pummeled and you catapulted to your death and repeatedly plummeted. and plummeted yes <laughs> all of those things pummeled um <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't even mean to portmanteau, but here P- we are. Pumulted. Pumulted. You pumulted through your death. Um so you <laughs> That's so offensive. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just the terrible Italian accent. Yeah. You pumulted to your death. 
Yeah, I know, but we will never make a disregard. I mean, like, that is something that you say all the time, and we have not analyzed how that is problematic. Yeah, that's true. Point being, even in the beginning, like, when you weren't entirely steeped in the mechanics of the game. That's a good pun, too. Oh. <laughs> Yay. You did it. I did a pun and a portmanteau. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Um, so, point being... You, like, didn't have a firm grasp on the mechanics, and you were repeatedly failing and dying and getting frustrated, Mm -hmm. like, visibly frustrated, but you kept going. And that is just one example of many that I have in, like, my Rolodex of times when you have encountered difficulty and persevered. Bloodborne. Uh, yes, the entire <laughs> the entire thing is is a is a perseverance challenge, right? So like all like all of it, just like I mean, like and the, and like there are times when like you know you you have a game that's built on the aspect of developing grit and perseverance, like Bloodborne, and other ones where it's just like there are there are peaks and valleys in terms of how challenging um, a particular scene in a game is, mm-hmm. right? Like God of War, and we talked about God of War, like. There's a scene where, like, part of a a cliff falls down and all of these baddies pop out. And, like, I remember the first time you encountered that and you died over and over and over and over again. And then you figured out how to do it. Um, And Celeste and, like, all of this stuff. Like, I've just watched it happen. And it's just something for me where, like, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, like, the game aspect of it that makes it challenging for me. Like, I I just don't, my, my... um yeah like I just don't get that dopamine hit from it and I've recognized that there are a lot of aspects of me that like I would say that I'm like mid-ground on my like perseverance like I don't constantly move on to new things all the time at the same time when I try new things my tolerance for frustration is very low Yes. So it's like this really weird mix of grit and not <laughs> at all. Um, like where like I'm I'm good with what I'm doing. I don't need to explore new things. I can dive deeper into this thing that I'm doing. Cooking is one of those things for me, um, as we've discussed in previous episodes, um, where like I really like to do it and I will challenge myself and it won't be great, but I'll keep getting better. Right. Um, and I find that process really rewarding, but like, I don't tolerate failure very well. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is something yeah. that I can say is it's, very accurate. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for affirming my feelings. You're very and self-aware. Th- thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't. I I appreciate that we've gotten on this grit tangent here, but yeah. like, that's something that I do want to say that I do admire about you, even though. Mm you like per your examples you'd like to try new things a lot like, yeah. and they're new things within the greater realm of familiarity i think sure yeah generally like, speaking it's like a new podcast like yeah <laughs> a new podcast <laughs> a new like becoming kind of an expert in a new aspect of tech and like in our software and in our product yep um a new game a new game yeah yeah for sure totally a new tv show yeah. like i don't know if tv shows take grit but I digress. <laughs> but I do have to say that, like, 
even when you are frustrated, even when you are challenged within like those fields that you keep going. And that's something that I really admire and want to emulate. Hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Along this this line, I think, Mm -hmm. maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you'll see it this way. Okay. But from my perspective. Tie it together. Something that you've done that requires a lot of grit, a lot of perseverance, practice, is the topic of my question for you today, which okay. is how much do you love singing? Hmm. I'm really worried that this is going to be one of those that I ask you where you're like, I don't actually. This is terrible. <laughs> um, gosh, this is such a complicated question for me to answer. I know. <laughs> um, hmm. I would say that I I do. I love singing. Um, I love singing when I feel like I am able to reach a place of like not listening to and self-criticizing in the moment, um, which is a challenge because singing has been such an integral part of my identity. Sure. Forever. Right. Um, to give my to give our audience a little bit of perspective, I started doing like theater when I was like three or four. So before I can remember anything else. Um, and I started taking individual voice lessons at the age of seven, which is very strange for some who may not be aware. Um, most people do not start taking private voice lessons until they are in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I started early. And part of the reason I started early was was because uh, I had some natural gifts. And my mother, who was effectively a single mother my entire childhood. Um, And so having something safe and productive and you know, quote, valuable for me to do to keep me occupied um, was, I think, very valuable for her. And she also wanted me to do something that I enjoyed and that I thrived within and all of that good stuff. So theater and voice was a big part of my identity forever. Uh, I I sang throughout all of um, elementary school, um, through a good chunk of middle school, uh, throughout all of high school, and then I went to college and got a Bachelor of Music in Vocal Performance, so I am a classically trained opera singer in that regard. Um, now, I have not done anything professional with opera necessarily. I've done some operettas and gotten paid for them, um, but like I, after I started working at Sprout, I found a real love for the career that I built for myself here, um, and so I gave up a career of performing because... Man, a steady paycheck is so dope, Yeah, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I could still sing recreationally, like, in my kitchen. Or um, I've done uh, community theater performances. I've been parts of choirs in Chicago um, that are more recreational than professional. There are ways that I can find balance there to continue to use this gift and like this outlet that I am blessed to have. From my perspective, there is 
such a it's almost like you are melodically inclined you're you're so interesting <laughs> it's almost like you're infused with music where you will just mm. idly sing hum whistle mm-hmm. and it's a pretty constant thing and it's it, it matches up well with me because i am mm-hmm. also just a, a person who just in general likes to just sing it Definitely. just happens yeah. and oftentimes it's just kind of like whatever song stuck in my head whatever little ditty or whatever has mm-hmm. like somehow sprung up like i just like to make sound mm-hmm. and you match that and i'd say like at like oftentimes far exceed it just because i think you you have such a uh, talent and finely tuned instrument that you can do so much more with it. Mm-hmm. My my singing is obviously like I'm not a professional. I'm not even. I wouldn't even say like any like anywhere near good. It's oh, like, I think you're good. I'd say competent, maybe. But I really just kind of like to to feel the the music and just kind of like let it out. Whereas you, it almost like that's it's a key way of expressing yourself sure yeah definitely um i am in my happiest moments probably in my like most relaxed um i love to use music as humor in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. um what's I, an example of that what i do you definitely mean? i definitely um have if anybody has ever watched how i met your mother which has not <laughs> aged well um <laughs> i i am there is definitely a, a part of me that very much resonates with Marshall, who just like sings Same. what he's doing. Same. Um, and like, I think it's a really good stress reliever, not only for me, but for the people around me often. When like, I'm like, it's one in the morning and we're still working on this fucking project. Um, you know, <laughs> where people tend to like, they they tend to appreciate that outlet or that expression of, even if it is a very literal, what we are currently doing. Like, I think it brings an aspect of levity, which is something I really like. I think the thing that I love the most about singing is the way that it can move people. So being able to touch people on an emotional level, my favorite and probably the easiest is like joy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like, yeah. this is so good. Um, but like there are like like being able to to reach people in deeper, darker ways too to kind of express those things human feelings is really powerful to me I think that singing is something that like I it's one of those questions where it's like and I don't know the answer to this am I good at it because I love it or do I love it because I'm good at it sure and I think the answer is both probably yeah can't they just kind of play into each other (laughs) definitely but it's like a chicken and egg question right like I can't answer it but I think that they both they both relate to each other um and so it's interesting because like sometimes I can struggle with music in a couple of ways. When I went to college, I was um I really had a lot of crippling self-doubt. It was a really painful time for me emotionally and mentally. Um and I was just struggling to feel successful and capable and music because it was my academic pursuit became work. Yeah. Which is it if you want it to be your job, you're going to have to work. Right. You have to. And it was one of those things where like and I don't know if I've brought this up 
on the podcast before, but there is this book called The Subtle Art, or I'm sorry, yes, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I think. Um, And the author brings up how when he was young, he wanted to be a rock star. And so he picked up a guitar and he started to learn how to play it. And then he was like, "Okay, got to take it to the next level. How do I do that? And he started getting gigs. But these gigs were like at 11 o'clock at night, two hours away in a shitty venue. And people he had to set himself up and break himself down and and do all of the work and then he quickly recognized that this ideal of being a rock star came with consequences and that the consequences were not worth the benefit of the end result to him and so he gave up that dream and that's something that i definitely have had to contend with with myself Mm. and um, and this feels so this feels so strange, but because because there are such natural gifts at play, it's also one of those places of privilege where I did nothing to earn this. Right. But I have it and I have to recognize that. And sometimes it feels like I'm squandering something. And that's not just a feeling that I have about me, but that's a feeling that other people have about me. Right. Um, and, and that gets complicated. And that's complicated yeah. for sure because then all of a sudden it feels like I'm being reduced to my bare parts um, and not in the standard ways that women are but in in that I am my voice and that I owe my community something because I am capable. And like and, – and I only say this because that's been my experience not because I necessarily believe it myself because I don't want this to come across as like – that I'm full of hubris or that I'm egotistical or that like I, I don't want it to come across that way. Um, it's just the, the it is it is my the truth of my life. Right. You've legitimately legitimately heard people say very similar like if not that very right. similar things. Yes. Um, from voice teachers to peers to um, competition judges to people that I have performed with um, in community theater, um, family, um, you know, I think it's something that it is, it is so interesting to have a gift or to have an opportunity and to say no to it all the time and when i say all the time it's not because like opportunities are being presented to me constantly that's not what it's like but to constantly live with the knowledge that i'm saying no to that life or to that choice because like i said like having a steady paycheck having the ability to have like a reliable social network because a lot of these jobs involve travel Um, and as much as i love travel i also love having a home and not having to pay rent for a place where i don't live and, you know, being able to like like a lot of this is like you probably really shouldn't drink that much, to be honest with you, because it's it dehydrates you. And do you know how small your vocal cords are? They're very tiny. And you are asking them to do a lot for you. Um, even if you don't sing, you're asking them to do a lot for you. So please take care of your voices. Um, don't scream a <laughs> just lot. A general just, just PSA. general PSA. Just take care of your voice because it is like, I mean, it is, they, they're very tiny. Um, and they do so much for us since we're such communic- communicative creatures um, for those who use their voice to communicate. So it is complicated. But if I get it down to, to like kind of the bare bones of it, the brass tacks of music and singing, 
I love that I have the opportunity to express myself in this way. I love that I have the opportunity to reach people and to make them listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that it is something that I feel like I can kind of do without thinking too much yep. and have a lot of fun with it. And I feel very fortunate that if I take decent care of my voice, if I really want to, that like I can be part of a group that makes music. And that is so awesome. Um, like there is probably in my world, n- there are very few things that compare to the feeling of like executing well on a solo piece of music and in a choral piece of music, like really just fucking nailing it. And like when you are in a group with a bunch of people who are your vocal peers, the work that you can do and the sounds that you can create are so dope. Like being part of a really good choir is something so incredible because you aren't just producing your own sound like you're doing that and you're owning your part of it but you are part of a community that is painting like with a broader brush together Mm, is that how I want to say that I don't know I don't want to paint with a broad brush that's generally a bad thing you are creating a more significant piece of art as a group And being able to listen to the sopranos and being able to listen to the basses and being able to hear these other people produce these sounds that you are not responsible for. You're just on your own. Like, fucking yeah, choral altos. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it is, I think it's really the way, the, ener- the way that you can change the energy in a room. I think that's really what it gets down to. Whether it's one o'clock in the morning and we're still working on this fucking project or me just being like, hey, Key, I love you. You're my best friend. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like and being able to make you feel joy and love and change the dynamic of the room, either as an individual or as a group, is something that is really powerful to me. I think from my perspective, I'm, I'm glad that you, you said that because one of my first memories of us as friends, and I think one of the, the things that feels so significant in like my overall like attraction to you Mm. and not even like romantic or physical attraction or anything like that is it was more just like I like in that moment magnetic you Mm -hmm. know I remember hearing you jamming out with a colleague at work very early on and in knowing and us knowing each other and I was kind of just sitting off to the side of the room listening to you sing titanium Mm mm-hmm the David Guetta Sia collab thing. Mm-hmm. And just remembering how I was lost. Like I felt completely lost and it like enveloped in your sound. Hmm. That there was such a strong pull, like that that the way that I feel so deeply through music. Yeah. Which I think I mentioned during the the Lady Pop episode Mm -hmm. where like I just I love music so much I love feeling feelings because of music yeah and there was something where I could see this person that I liked as a person also having this immense talent that spoke directly to this deep emotional aspect of me Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that sticks out in my mind of being just so profoundly important 
And something that like I, I think back on frequently and I'm just like warmed and comforted by. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sort of that like if I ever need like just to cuddle up with like a nice emotional blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I can just think about you singing. Mm-hmm. And I and I so I was excited to bring this up mostly because like I I get to see a side of you very frequently that I don't think everybody like everybody gets the the joy of experiencing. No, I do my best not to sing all the time. I don't want to be one of those like stereotypical musical theater kids. Yeah, where you're just look like, at me, look at me. Where it's just like, shut up. Yeah. No one cares, Janice. Like <laughs> fucking Janice. You know. Um, but yeah, like yeah. but but because like we do spend so much time together, and I think that there's a layer of safety and comfort mm-hmm. in our relationship. Definitely. You do let loose far more frequently and just kind of just put it out there. Like there is so much singing that goes on in our house. Yeah. And I just, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I don't want to make this all about me, but there's something that I, I deeply appreciate about having a friend and a partner who makes me feel safe with Mm -hmm. the, uh, from like a, an aspect of like allowing me to enjoy both the act of singing and the act of listening to somebody sing and and you being willing to share that mm-hmm. it it feels uh like i have a really wonderful privilege and i have to say like if i can like mirror that back to you um i definitely have had partners or just relationships in the past where that kind of expression of self has really been mm, rejected Mm -hmm. or um stifled because people feel because it doesn't jive with everybody right and that's fine um but it is a part of me that like i have had to quiet in the past and sometimes it's self-imposed where like again like i think it's like that insecurity if i don't want to be that kid yeah like i don't want to be that person and i don't want to be rejected and so it is very interesting and and fortunate that I have found somebody who like doesn't just encourage as an audience member, but encourages as a participant. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that can um, and like, and I'm sure that like there are probably people listening who also are particularly gifted in certain aspects, and when they let those talents shine, their peers are daunted or shut down because they are in turn fear fearful of rejection or comparing themselves to them and there are a bunch of unhealthy habits there it's one of those things where it's like i have had people tell me that they don't want to sing in front of me because they are afraid of what i'm going to think and i'm like are you fucking kidding music is for everyone yeah the music is music is for everyone like even if you like you are you are not a music person, even if you are not, you know, um, able to hear music clearly, like that movement and that internal like dance and and acceptance of beat and rhythm and um, tempo and uh, pitch is, I think, even though it is not animal or natural necessarily, I think it is distinctly organically human. So. I do appreciate being in a place with you where like that behavior is not expected of me, but it's encouraged and appreciated. Yeah. And I would hope like 
just as just kind of putting it out there. I hope that that's always kind of where the dynamic lies, like where there's always active encouragement and mm-hmm. and support, mm-hmm. not a an obligation. Right. Because right. I think that's for anybody, for anybody who's talented or even who has an interest in a certain thing to have that sort of like that relationship shift from oh yeah like you're really good at this you know i celebrate like, it yeah where it's from celebration to requirement you need to do this <laughs> yeah exactly it's like you owe it to people and that's just not not that's all the not time fair to to anybody not all the time i think that there are times when it's just kind of like yeah i think generally speaking we owe each other like decency and respect right um, I also think it's okay to slip up on those things and then have honest conversations and like move on together or to learn from those things. But like when it comes to provisions, mm-hmm. I guess, the things that you can provide as a unique individual are not are not obligatory. They shouldn't be, not constantly. And that is, I think, part of the reason why like singing as a career, performing as a career. As much as I think I could have if my heart was in it, made it a career, I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity for it not to be a career. Yeah. Um, I think as somebody who has a a similar background in voice performance, Mm -hmm. like not singing, but for me, like voice acting, something I always wanted to make a, a career out of, but recognizing that it's not, it wasn't feasible. And I'm okay doing something else that I'm excited by. Like, I I recognize that there is a a talent or skill there. And I think it's one of those few things I feel truly good about when Mm -hmm. it comes to myself. But knowing that nobody's like having the the fortune of like nobody sitting there and picking me apart because I haven't decided to go down that path. Right. And just being able to be free to choose what I feel is best for me. Definitely. And like, and I think that it is one of those things where it's like, I don't want to play it like I made out 100% a winner or that I don't feel like I've sacrificed something. Just like for you, I think with voice acting, there is an aspect of like, okay, I'm letting this go. Yeah. Um, I'm not marching adamantly in a different direction. I'm letting it go. And on like, I'm netting positive, I think. And then, like, I mean, the thing is, is with, like, careers like this, with with paths like this, like, if in five years, if in 15 years, if in 30 years, I'm like, you know, I want to do this again. I want to go down this road. I can sure as hell give it my best. <laughs> you know, like, I also think that it's important. And it's not just in the arts, but in anything that it's never too late to say, nope, I want to do this now and to do it. But for me right now, making it something that is more communal, recreational, spontaneous is better for me and like the structure and stability of my life. But yeah, I do. I do love music. I do love singing. Yeah. And I and I feel fortunate to have a receptive environment where my quirky singing nature is at the very least, tolerate it. Um, <laughs> That's all we could ever ask for. Yeah, right? Just tolerate <laughs> Just me. at the very least, tolerate me. Please. Um, and that, like, I do, have, I do have people in my life 
who believe in me enough to provide me with opportunities relatively regularly to say, hey, I'm doing this thing and I want you to be part of it. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Um, And then I get to be part of something really fucking awesome. Like I've been able to sing with huge orchestras in like (laughs) Illinois and in Wisconsin because a conductor likes me as a person and believes in my gifts. And he's like, I want you to sing this piece with us. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and I get to sing for like a thousand people, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Um, it's uh, crazy being an audience member in there too. Like yeah. seeing you going up there and just like knowing you as a person is just like, <laughs> oh my God, you are, you are literally singing to over a thousand people. Yeah. Like this is unreal. Yeah. And then like getting to be part of theater productions, yeah. even if they are in a church in Ar- Arlington Heights. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like. <laughs> no show if, too small. If, right. Right. Exactly. Um, but being able to have an opportunity to be part of a really talented group of people and take on a really meaty role and to flesh that out and to refine those skills and to feel like the work that I put in was worth it. Because I think it made people feel things. And like, I'm not expecting to be everybody's favorite. I've certainly gotten my fair share of like, meh, or like criticism. Yeah. Um, but that like, generally speaking, people tend to be pretty on board with me doing stuff like that, which feels really nice. Yeah. It's really validating. So um, I feel like I've run the gamut of things that I have to say about singing unless you have any other questions. Yeah? I do have to advocate. On behalf of a friend of the show. Oh, no. Tatiana. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you scheming? Who would just love more than anything. For me to fucking sing Hamilton. No. Or anything. Just anything. If there's, I mean, (laughs) if there's a a piece of opera that you particularly love and can just kind of like belt out in the moment. You don't belt opera. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a, a music-er. At least I don't. <laughs> I'm not a music-er. That is another, that is another uh, gunner for that title. Yeah. I'm not a music-er. Um, Would hmm. you be so willing as to grace us with your beautiful singing? That's so nice. Yes. Um, I have a I have a song that I can do. Um, and Keenan, please edit this how you see fit. It's a pretty short song, um, but one of my favorites. It's by Dvorak, um, and it's called "Songs My Mother Taught Me," which came from um, his Chiganska Melodies, which is a gypsy songs cycle. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's just really beautiful, and I would be happy to do my best to share it with you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
I love the idea. So I'm gonna have to edit this. I love the idea of you <laughs> just ending this and going. So yeah, like very, like almost smug, like no big deal. So I sang um, for <laughs> Tachi. I think you're gonna make her extremely happy. I hope so. I wish we could see her face as she first listens to this episode. Well, hopefully she she loves a good selfie. So Tachi, after you've listened to this, take a selfie and send it to us. Yeah, or film a reaction video. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Film a reaction video. Anybody, anybody can take a selfie to show us how they felt about about that experience, and they can take a reaction video. Um, anybody, feel free. So we could just make this a standing invitation. Like, yeah, just across anytime, the board. Anytime we do anything, film yourself listening to all of our episodes and share the good the good takes. <laughs> share all the takes. Don't don't even judge yourself that much. Just share all the takes. Um, yeah. So. It's so interesting um, when you asked me to do that, how flustered I felt. Yeah. Um, because I immediately go into like this, like, oh, I've got to think about my technique and i got to line it all up and i got to make sure i got good posture and i got to make sure my throat's open. But like, it's like this, this like coach inside of me like pops up and it's just like, oh, don't fuck this up. Like, like you know, are you from the 1930s now? <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. got to sing it right, you know? Hey. Um, hey, dollface. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, man, we're just really problematic this entire episode. Yeah, totally problematic. (laughs) Also, if anybody's fluent in Czech, feel free to at me about how my pronunciation was. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did okay, but it's been a long time. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But I will um, post the uh, translation in the show notes. Um, It's supposed to be a lullaby, which by how loud it is might surprise you. (laughs) But um, (laughs) These poor kids just trying to go to sleep. Mom, shut up. <laughs> that is one of the challenges of this song that I don't think I've quite nailed yet, though, to be completely honest with you, is that it's something that I really love. Um, and it does like show off some range. And so like I want to have the power behind that to sustain that. But I think that a truly well-trained, excellent singer who has spent like years on this craft can probably do something that feels connected to the voice and powerful, but in a warm, comforting way. So um, that's something that like if I were to pursue this full time, I would want to work on a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for asking me this question. Thank you for sharing. I like, and I know like it's a, a weird thing cause it's very much like I have to talk about a talent that I have yeah, sort of thing. Sure. It's not like a, Oh, this is a hobby that I really enjoy. Yeah, this is like, this is something I consume that I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I appreciate you just being open to doing that. And yeah. then for, just sharing the actual gift itself like yeah. uh, thank you for putting up with that, yeah, <laughs> of of that question and being open to it i do i do love singing and i do love collaborating with people um so if there's ever anything that like if there's um an event uh, uh that you that you think that i would be a good fit for um i mean like or if there's just like a project that you want some help with that like i could lend these skills to like i'm happy to i'm happy to share them yeah. so um, if that feels right to you. I really love that we frequently wrap up these episodes with you like offering your services or offering to do something. Yeah. As like right now, it's like, oh, we have a nice little contained audience of I like mostly people that we know. My like, default with, with people I'm getting to know, like in my love language, is definitely like either quality time or gifts. Yeah. That's like my default. Yeah. So I just, yeah. <laughs> I I envision a scenario where like maybe one day like, we have more listeners, as, as, like especially strangers who we don't know, and they're going to be reaching out. It's like, well, you said. 
Yeah, I did. And like, if it's a good opportunity, I, that can open doors to friendship. Yeah. Um, or just business, whatever. Yeah. Friendness. Bishop. Bishop. Yikes. Um, got some good portmanteaus. Yes, indeed. Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Harth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 10. What? <laughs> that was a good take. Why would you say that to me? Fuck you. Do at us. Episode 10. Do at us. 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 No, really, do at us. At me, at us. Do at us.